0: Okay, let's read Romans chapter 1, verse 21 and 22 again. You're, you're going to know this verse by heart. I'm trying to move on with it here, and we're going to tonight a little bit. but And then maybe we'll get on past these two verses, but we're talking about spiritual warfare and how the devil does his dirty work and how it all happens. And I sure hope you've learned enough in here and that you're remembering and applying it enough in your life to, to help you. Yes, help you uh, quit being manipulated by Him and, and taken captive by Him. Romans chapter 1 verse 1, uh, 21 and 22 Because that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart, was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Let me read you another verse in Ephesians, chapter 4 and verse 18. The Bible says, "...having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart." Let me read you one more verse in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 4. In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Alright, so we're going to talk about the, the part there where it says, Their foolish heart was darkened. Did you ever just think on these words? It pays to just take a phrase and think about each thing. Everything God says is full of meaning. And we don't understand it if we don't meditate on it. If we don't sit there and think about each word and what it means and put them together. God didn't waste words when He uh, he wrote down this book. So their foolish heart was darkened. Well... To be darkened. It means to be deprived of light or to be made ignorant. Now that's what Webster's 1828 Dictionary says. Darkened means to be deprived of light or to be made ignorant. So their foolish heart was darkened. They became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened. The heart is the seed of our feelings and emotions. It's the fountain of our emotion and our passion and feeling. We've talked about that so much. Y'all got to know that. Light is associated with love, peace, and life. And they're always presented together in the Bible. First John chapter 2, and verse 10. He that loveth his brother abideth, in the light, and there is none occasion of stumbling in him. If you love, you're in the light. And then on the contrary, darkness and hatred and trouble and death are always associated together. Darkness, it's the, the bad, the evil, the trouble. First John chapter 4 verse 8 says he that loveth not knoweth not god for god is love. These are verses that we know well aren't they? We've heard them and heard them and heard them and yet when I go back and read them after studying about this it's amazing how they just it's just like right on target. So when a person turns away from god he does not he, he does not love except in the carnal and emotional sense of the word. Now, I've thought about that. I believe that. I believe that that is right. People will argue with you. They'll say, well, all those people do love. No, not in the true sense of the word love. They're selfish. Their heart is dark. They have no light. You know, and and so they don't love the way. How can they love without God when God is love? When the heart is darkened, it stops caring, which is to stop loving. A dark heart doesn't care. They just don't care anymore. That's why family members and friends turn their backs and walk away and never show any interest in reconciliation. They just don't care anymore. That's a darkened heart. They became vain in their imaginations because they turned away from God. They went to looking for other explanations and other theories and ideas and they turned away from God and became vain in their imaginations and the next thing that happens is their foolish heart is darkened and they don't care. Have you ever tried to get somebody back in church who's been here but left and you ever try that? You ever talk to people like that? Well sure. I have. They don't care. You can appeal to their emotions, but their past feeling. They don't care. Their heart is dark. No light there, no love there. So that's why a person turns from God who turns from God and light and truth usually becomes unclean. Immoral and foolish. They just don't care anymore. You want to know why people take meth? They don't care anymore. They'll sacrifice their family, their parents, everything they've got. They don't even care if they're alive anymore. They don't care. Somebody told me that. I, you know, I just thought of that. Somebody told me that. Some time back here. And it wasn't even a Christian person who told me that. They said these people, they just become totally uncaring about their own life. Nothing means anything to them. Well, that's why. Their heart is dark. Because they've turned away from God and became vain in their imagination. They don't think right anymore. Their mind is full of foolishness and nonsense, so their ha- their foolish heart is darkened. Now the only kind of love that a darkened heart knows is this selfish, as long as you make me happy kind that only lasts until they're not happy anymore. And then they don't love them anymore. I don't love you anymore. They fell in love and they just fell right out. That ain't love. Yes, I have too. I've heard them say it. Well, they don't even know what love is. And they do not love. It's lust and it's infatuation and it's, it's all kinds of other things you could call it, but it is not love. He that loveth not knoweth not God. Now, we, if we believe in God, then we cannot believe the ungodly when they claim to be motivated by love and compassion, in things like abortion. Do you know why they claim, I mean, what their motive is? You, you know, how, what point they argue from? They argue in favor of abortion because of their deep compassion on the poor women who don't need to be saddled with this burden and responsibility. That's, the, that's what they do. Uh, same-sex marriage. They say it's Love. But it's not love. And all the people who sympathize with it and who are in favor of it and who promote it, they, they claim to be the loving ones. We're the evil ones because we're trying to keep people that love one another from being together. It's all a bunch of bunk. Yeah, that's right. You know, a darkened heart does not love they only live on selfishness. That's all. Yes, sir. And evil. So, abortion and same-sex marriage, how about allowing our country to be overrun with all these illegal aliens? You know, what, what, what is their argument about that? They claim they're the good guys for welcoming all these poor people and, and being sympathetic and compassionate on them while they destroy our country. While they, the, the floodgates are letting in murderers and rapists and drug dealers and perverts of every kind. Those countries dump their garbage people on us. Now, I know that's terrible, ugly, but I've been alive a long time. And I remember when Carter was president and Cuba did it. He opened the door for him and stopped everybody. And he's a Democrat too, by the way. He opened the door and, and stopped them from stopping them. And Castro emptied his prisons, got rid of his homosexuals and perverts. I mean, he shipped them up here by the thousands and thousands. That's what we got. Yes, that's a fact. Now, it's not compassion on their part that's doing it. They're lying it's not compassion. If you believe God and you believe His Word, then you cannot believe the ungodly when they claim that love is their motive and compassion and concern is their motive for uh, these ungodly things that they do. What about COVID? Ain't you glad our government's been protecting us from this awful COVID for the last year? Aren't you glad they're giving us all these stimulus checks? To help us. Because they care about us, don't you know? I'm sure that it passed the House and then the Senate and then the House again. And I'm sure that Biden's going to sign it because of his deep compassion for us. And his concern. I'm sure they're all concerned about our welfare. Aren't you? You're foolish if you believe that all of those things are about compassion. They're about selfish, evil, power-grubbing people trying to lord it over everybody else and fill their filthy pockets. That's exactly what it is. I know that's a bad attitude, I'm just telling you the truth. Godless people are never motivated by love. You hear me? but only by selfish interests and evil desires and schemes. Always, it's that way. God, those people have dark hearts. They don't care about anyone or anything except themselves, and by the time they're through, they don't even care for themselves, and they hate their life. Dark heart, bad deal. Their foolish heart was darkened. That's where you go if you don't guard your heart, if you don't keep your mind. If you don't keep your own spirit, then that's where you go. That's the road. That's where it leads. It leads nowhere else. Your heart will be darkened. They become... You know, you don't want to end up hating your own life. Being the miserable, wretched person who hates yourself, you hate everybody else, you hate everything in life, you hate everybody, hate everything... Miserable, wretch, you don't want to end up like that. Godless people have their dark hearts and they don't care. They have become wise in their own conceits. As professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. With the aid of the spirits of devils who've convinced them that they're smarter and have more light. <laughs> and that's, what he, that's the way it always is. That was the devil's argument in the garden in the beginning with Eve. She'd be smarter. She'd be better. And that's the same way it is right now. Spirits of devils whisper to people's minds that if that it's a better way. It's a more righteous way. It's a more enlightened way to be more ungodly. It sounds crazy, but that's exactly how it happens. They... You know, I've been in church for a long time and I know people that used to dress right. They wouldn't cross dress. They wouldn't, you know, we didn't have any boys dressing like girls or any girls dressing like boys. I mean, I remember these people that were like that and now they're not. I remember they didn't used to smoke cigarettes. Now they do. Dope. Now they do. they, They drink liquor. They commit fornication and adultery openly. (laughs) but they didn't used to do that. And if you talk to them, they're on their way to heaven still. They're as saved as I am. In fact, they're more saved than I am, they would tell me, because they've understood things that I haven't yet. They've got more light. That's the way they really feel in their mind. They feel like they're on a higher spiritual plane (laughs) because the devil has lied to them. Spirits of devils have committed, have have convinced them that they're smarter and have more light. So they've embraced the age-old lies of Satan and built their new house on false concepts and ideas and notions that he's been feeding the same ones he's been feeding people since the Garden of Eden. Same bunch of nonsense. In order to do this, they've had to reject the plain truths of the Word of God. Or... I mean, they've had to outright reject them, say, I don't believe it anymore. Away with it. Or they've had to change them. Change them in their imagination to be different than what they really are. I mean, times you heard somebody say, well, I know what that says, but but I don't think that's what it means. It doesn't literally mean that. Or comparing things, you know. Well, I know the Bible says that about drinking, but what about gluttony? Any way to dismiss it, any way to neutralize it so that it doesn't apply. You've got to do that, or you've got to outright reject it in order to build your house out of Satan's materials. The mind doesn't stop thinking when the heart is darkened, but it certainly thinks differently. The thoughts are vain and worthless like we've been talking about and of no consequence. doesn't produce anything. It's just dreams and, and imaginations and illusions and fantasies and fancies in our mind. The mind dwells in fantasy and not in reality when your heart is dark. you hear me? You don't live in the real world. People with a dark heart do not live in the real world. They live in an imaginary world that they make up for themselves as they go. They pre- you know, you have men that pretend to be women and you have women that pretend to be men. Yeah. You have white people who pretend to be black and black people who pretend to be white. Yeah. You have people who pretend to be lizards and tattoo their whole body and file off their fingernails and their teeth and cats, yeah, and everything else. What's the matter them people? got a dark heart and a mind that lives in fantasy. The mind is the servant of the heart instead of the other way around. When you have a dark heart, it's in control of the mind Mm -hmm. because the devil's in control of the heart. Mind is the servant of the heart instead of the other way around and they're guided by feelings and emotions rather than truth and facts. And when you... For the Bible language for that is to walk after the lust of the flesh, not after the Spirit. You're walking after the lust of the flesh when your heart is your guide. And yet all the wise people of the world and many who sit in churches will tell their children, follow your heart, honey. Just follow your heart. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have any peace in your heart about this, you know, your heart is your guide. It's how you feel about things. Whether they're true or not, whether you ought to do them or not, your guide in life is your feelings, your heart. And that's what people are teaching and have been for years. Is it any wonder that we're in such a mess? While they're doing this, the mind and the heart, they're professing themselves to be wise and they become fools. Proverbs 28, 26, that verse we all know so well, He that trusteth in his own heart is a fool. But whoso walketh wisely, he shall be delivered. So if you trust in your own heart, you are a what? A fool. And professing themselves to be wise, they became what? Fools. <laughs> Seest thou a man who is wise in his own conceits? There is more hope of a fool than of him. So these people who profess themselves to be wise. Better watch out for anybody who professes themselves to be wise. If any man thinks that he's wise, if any man thinks that he's understands, you know what what does the Bible say about all that? If any man thinketh he standeth, let him take heed lest he fall. If any man think himself to be something, he is nothing. If you think yourself to be something, you're really nothing. (laughs) So it all fits together, don't it? You don't want to go that route. The mind's used, in this case, when the, mind, when the heart's dark, then the mind is used to justify the misery of the heart. Now, you've got to think with me here. People with a darkened heart, they're miserable. They're continually thinking about their misery and trouble and trying to find the cause or who to blame for it. That's the nature. That's the nature of a person with a darkened heart. They're a miserable person. They're unhappy. And they're always trying to find the cause. They're unhappy and who's to blame for it. And so the mind is always thinking about that. You understand what I'm saying? The mind's used to justify the misery of the darkened heart. Instead of finding a way out. Instead of looking for truth, answers. You know, some way to solve, to get out of this misery. Instead of that, the mind has been captured. It's captive to the lust of the flesh. And it's being used to justify, to facilitate, to plan, to execute stuff that will just make them more miserable. The mind is used to defend the hatred and evil that is in the heart by looking keenly at other people to find any fault or sin in them in order to excuse their own sin and faults. A darkened heart, has the mind at work at that all the time. See, y'all listening? You got it? All this is to be in a state of darkness. That's what it's like. You hear people talk about darkness and light, and you hear you read in your Bible and you the same thing when it talks about darkness and light, this is what I'm describing to you, what it's like to be in a state of darkness. Your heart's dark. Your mind is blind. Your heart is not is in darkness, so it's blind too. You don't even know what your feelings are about. Isn't it something? I see people who lose a loved one and you know, I see people that something has happened in their life that they ought to be tore all to pieces. They ought to have a real a heart that's broken. They don't. And I've seen the same kind of people that'll cry over some made-up story or movie. They're real tender about things that are not real and hard about things that are real. It's all messed up. So, that's what a state of darkness is like. A blinded heart and a blinded mind go together and they both work together in darkness. When we quit the truth in the important matters such as creation... Of the universe. You go to any museum. You get any kind of book that the government puts out. Or any kind of curriculum. Any school puts out. Anything you look at. Anything in this world that you look at. Except this book right here. What's it going to tell you about where everything came from? Millions and millions of years ago. Doesn't it? It always starts that way. Well, when you quit the truth about creation and the origin of man and the moral law of God, errors multiply infinitely. Just those three things. Where'd we come from? How'd all this get here? And what's right and wrong? Or is there any right and wrong? When you give up those basic things, and you start looking elsewhere for explanations and answers, (laughs) errors in your understanding just start multiplying infinitely. You are off the track. And so the longer you go, the worse it gets in your mind and understanding. I'm telling you. You ain't seen no fools like you'll see in these colleges and these people that come out of these colleges who studied and studied under all that mess and believe that evolution and believe everything just came from a big explosion in space. I mean, how simple-minded can you get to accept that kind of explanation for where, where all this came from? I just It blows my mind to think about it, that somebody could be that foolish. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. You see, all this talk about fools, what they're like. So, there's no authoritative source from which to form any other ideas or notions about these matters. Where are you going to go to find out? Who has any authority to tell you? Does any of these college professors? Did Does Charles Darwin? I mean, who has the authority to tell you where everything came from and where man came from? When you throw God out and say, I reject God. I don't want to retain him in my knowledge. I'm going to find out how this all got here. And I know it wasn't him. So you are flat lost. You, you're not going to find any answers except in the, in, ma- in the chambers of your imagery, in your foolish, darkened mind and heart. That's the only place you're going to come up with any answers for yourself. And they're not real. They're just, and, and so there's no, no authoritative source. There's no definitive proof of any other explanation of these matters. Evolution started as a theory. Now they claim it as a fact. And, but there's no proof. There is no evidence. Everything in nature, everything they've got testifies to the contrary. And the more they understand about science and DNA and, and the building blocks of life, the more the scientists realize, you know, this we're on a wrong track. A lot of them have. They just... A lot of them haven't accepted Christ as their Savior, but they've come to the conclusion that (laughs) this came from somewhere besides what we've been taught. There's too much order. There's too much organization. There's too much intelligent design, too much evidence of intelligent design. So there's no proof of any other thing. So man, you're taking a leap into the darkness when you turn away from God and start trying to figure everything out without Him. Mm -hmm. And so there's nothing left to turn to in the mind and heart but to fancies of our own imagination. Now that's the basic sense of idolatry and insanity. You turn away from the truth, the only explanation, the only authority. You turn away from it to nothing. You got nothing and no one to turn to. A darkened heart is a heart made ignorant. Ignorant means destitute of knowledge, uninstructed or uninformed, untaught, unenlightened. That's Webster's Dictionary again. A darkened heart is a heart made ignorant, destitute of true knowledge or knowledge of the truth and no light to learn. When it goes dark, you're done. How do we fare when when we have an ice storm or a tornado comes through and blows the light, the the electric lines down? We're out of power for two three days. How do we fare? Two three hours? We can't hardly make it two three hours. We're desperate. Oh my goodness! Can't see. Where's the candles? Like we gotta have some kind of light. Where's the flashlight? Oh, the batteries are dead. Oh no. You can't do very well in the dark. I can't. Well, it's hard to find stuff in the dark with no light. (laughs) You can't learn anything in the dark. You're done. You're done. I mean, I wish I could get this across to you. When you turn away from God and your foolish heart is darkened, you're done. There is no hope for you outside of a miracle of God, and people praying for you, this kind don't come forth. Does not come forth, but by prayer and fasting. And I jumped way ahead of myself there, but to be ignorant, and have no knowledge, and no way to get any, that only leaves emptiness, and fantasies, and make believe, and pretend, and imagination, and such a heart like that, a dark heart, It's full of what people now call drama. It's a word now we use quite a bit. Oh, the drama. I'm sick of all the drama. I want away from all this drama. My workplace is full of drama. Well, it is, ain't it? There's always some kind of... What is drama? Strife. Envying. Bitterness. Going on in somebody's mind. That's what causes the drama. Imaginations. A darkened heart is under the... You know, there's always some kind of strife or envying or bitterness going on in their mind. And a darkened heart is under the control of spirits of devils and has become a stronghold of Satan. All people, all people who've turned away from God have a darkened heart and a blinded mind. Now the Bible bears that out. For, uh, 2 Corinthians, what was that verse I read? 2 Corinthians 4, 4. Yes. In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. You don't believe God, you've you got a blinded mind and a dark heart. That means all. All people who've turned away from God have a darkened heart and a blinded mind. Just like what I've described here. <clears throat> Is it any wonder you have so much drama in the workplace? What about churches that are full of drama and strife and envying and every evil work? Yes. You got a bunch of people sitting in church with a darkened heart. It's what you got. It can be manifested as pure evil and madness. Or it can show itself in in a much milder form. This darkened heart. Don't think that what I'm saying to you here tonight that everybody turns away from God is going to be a Marilyn Manson or something like that. (laughs) Or one of these tattooed demons looking people. Doesn't always happen like that. There's a lot of people who sit on church pews every time the doors are open who have a darkened heart and a blinded mind. And if you're not completely submitted to God, you're in rebellion against Him. You hear me? There's just no straddling the fence when it comes to God. You're either for Him or you're against Him. Now, if you're not completely submitted to God, you're in rebellion to God. Well, that's certainly not glorifying God as God, is it? When there's contempt for Him, that's what rebellion is contempt for the authority if you're in rebellion against God which you are if you're not submitted to him then it's then that's a darkened heart yep. a heart that's been made ignorant and deprived of light and cannot understand and doesn't care about anything or anyone anymore it's become the habitation of devils and unclean spirits and is in a most helpless hopeless state This is the kind that Jesus said can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. And we don't see many people saved anymore because we've lost sight of what the true state of being lost really is. You've never accepted Jesus as your Savior. You've never asked Jesus to come into your heart. That's as simple as it's gotten to with everybody. That's the only thing they consider. And it's just a, a made-up, man-made phraseology of something. But it ain't salvation. We don't see many people really born again anymore because we have got so far away from what it really is. We, we don't use spiritual weapons to fight this spiritual warfare. <laughs> we just continue to try to use carnal weapons which always fail. what are people using to try to get the lost people saved all kinds of gimmicks and all kinds of worldly things they're bringing dirty, rotten, filthy, evil music into the churches to try to get the lost to come in and, and do what? listen to the kind of music they like to listen to they're making provision for the flesh they've invited the devil right into the church they say, we want you to come to church even if you bring the devil with you. Mm-hmm. And so that's what they're doing. Yep. Mm-hmm. They're trying to fight spiritual battles with carnal weapons. We do it when we try to reason and try to intellectually convince someone of the truth or existence of God. Mm-hmm. And that's, just a, that's a misfire in the dark trying to get somebody saved that way. All the apologetics and stuff, I suppose it has some value in edification for the people that are saved, but as far as winning the lost, no. You're not going to win them to God that way. I just don't believe it. That's a carnal weapon. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. The dark heart and mind has become the habitation of devils and unclean spirits and is in a most helpless state, hopeless. And you know, we don't, until we go after the root of the problem, we can't possibly see any victories in our lost loved ones and those around us. I kind of touched on this the last time, I think, but it said we've got to realize that salvation is more than having a home in heaven by and by. And it's about more than rejoicing and fellowshipping with the saints down here. It's more about salvation is more than just going to church and having a big old whoopee time and crying and laughing and testifying and singing and uh, yahoo and then go home and feeling good about it. I read a little article somebody wrote yesterday, and it was pretty good. But it was talking about how that our uh, Christianity and humanism are on the same ground anymore. Popular real Christianity's not, but humanism and Christianity, as it is now presented, are both about the happiness of man. That's their 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 theme, their root uh, motivation, and everything. Christianity is not about the happiness of man. It's about the glory of God. It's about God redeeming lost sinners to Himself. So salvation is being is really being made free from the power of Satan, sin, the world, and the flesh right here and now in this present evil world. That's what the Bible says. hmm how to live godly and and soberly and righteously in this present evil world. That's what the grace of God teaches us in Titus chapter 2. That's what salvation's about. It's not about just knowing you're going to heaven when you die. It's not about just having a part of you that wants to serve God but can't and everybody understands and God knows and God understands too. So, you know, we're all sinners. This can, that's not what salvation is about salvation is about being loosed he came to set the captives free not in the sweet by and by right now eternal life begins when you're born again not after you die death is not our savior Jesus is and he said he does set us free when you're born again if you're still in bondage you're not born again simple Is that, and that's what I believe. Nobody, most people don't believe that anymore, and I'm telling you the truth. They think that I'm a heretic for saying that because we all know we're all sinners and we just want to do good, but we can't. And we try, but we fail, and God understands, and God always loves us so much that only truth can make us free. Tried to hammer that last week. That's the only thing. You shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. It's not Mohammed and it's not Buddha and uh, it's not uh, self-esteem or self-confidence or intellectual knowledge or anything. It's the truth. The Word of God is the truth written on paper with ink. There it is. You can see it. You can handle it. The Word of Life. It will make you free. Knowing the truth will make you free. So we must know the truth. We must believe the truth. And we must think and reason with the truth. And fight the devil with the truth. So that leaves no room for vain imaginations or for human wisdom. First Corinthians chapter one and verse twenty-one. I got one verse to read here. For after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. The world by wisdom knew not God. <laughs> so God chose the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. What does preaching do? Well, it goes in your ear to your mind so you can think, so you can recognize truth and embrace it. You you know, I have studied and studied and thought and thought about this so much that it's really in me. I don't know how much it's in you, but you remember about how we talked about your mind. You see, you hear, you perceive. You apprehend. That means you seize it. You keep it. And then you conceive. You form these ideas and notions and thoughts in your mind that you keep, that you use to reason with and to judge and assess everything else. you feed on garbage, you're going to be messed up. You allow garbage into your mind, you're not going to think... Right. That's why the world thinks the, the, the preaching is foolishness. That's exactly what they think. They think it's foolishness. They laugh and mock because they don't understand. And at the same time, they're scared, slapped to death of it. They won't get near it because of the truth. You shall know the truth. Truth has is just it just has its own power, and the power is that God, Jesus is truth, and God says Amen to the truth. Your conscience says Amen to the truth. These people with a darkened heart have a seared conscience. The truth still cuts them if they hear it, but very few do. Because they stay away from it is, At all costs. At all costs. You don't want to allow your heart. Uh, this is a road that you go down. There's warning signs all the way down it. You need to stay close to God. You need to pray every day. You need to walk with God. You need to read the Word of God. Study the Word of God. Hide the Word of God in your heart. that He said that I might not sin against thee. Thy Word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. It's light. It's it's a light unto my feet and a lamp unto my fa- I probably got it backwards. Did I? I always do. She's been rising me because I, I don't know if I'm getting dyslexic or what, but she's pointing out to me that I say things backwards a lot of times. But it's light. What goes with light? Love. Caring. Not being apathetic, unconcerned, careless. Amen. I'll quit. All right. Father, thank you for the word of God. I pray you bless it to our hearts. Help us, Lord, to remember these things. And please, Lord, I pray, somehow. That it would be heard by somebody that will be helped. And Lord, if they're on the road to this dark place, I pray they'd turn around right now. I pray they'd realize. And I can't do that. Holy Spirit of God, I pray that You would deal with their heart and help them to realize where they're at and what's going on and and alert them to the fact that they can resist the devil and put a stop to this uh, bad road that they're on Lord help us all this is not just for the lost this is for all of us the devil works on us he never gives up he's relentless and he never sleeps and he never tires he never gives up and and he's bound and determined to lie to us and deceive us and, and get us messed up in our life and in our thinking that it would destroy our families, our churches, our life. Lord, help us, I pray. These are words of life, and they're so helpful. This information is so valuable, and I just pray that it wouldn't be lost on folks that hear it. Please give us a safe trip home tonight, and meet the needs, Lord, of those that we've prayed for here. And uh, Lord, I pray that you'd watch over us and, and keep us from... Uh, the evil around us and the sicknesses and everything, too. Lord, we love You. Thank You for the opportunity again in Jesus' name. Amen.